Hey there, guys. Um, so yeah, I apologize that I didn't get an episode out last week. It's just I'm not going to try and get an episode out every week if I don't have desire to put an episode out. I'll try to go weekly if I can, but if I just don't have the time to, then I won't. But just check out every Wednesday, and hopefully episodes should be out, and I've got an episode out for you today. So I hope you all enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of At The Movies with William Fletcher. As per usual, I am your host, William Fletcher, and I am joined this week by Harry Jobson. Hello. Uh, just, I'm just getting on, him on to do every Marvel episode now, which is fair enough, because you like Marvel, I like Marvel. You know, it works. And so for this week, uh, as mentioned, we're looking at the Marvel Cinematic Universe with Guardians of the Galaxy... Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 as well, and the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special in anticipation of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which is coming out this week. Um, so yeah, I, I'm a big Marvel fan. I've firmly established that show by now. Spider-Man No Way Home was my favorite film of 2021. Uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever was one of my favorite films of last year. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I like Marvel generally. I, I think some of their recent stuff has not been as good. But going back and rewatching these two Guardians films, I just forgot how good they were. You know, like when you don't watch a film for years, you forget how much you enjoy it, and that's sort of what I felt. Uh, I think uh, it, it is difficult to just single out specific movies within the like the larger narrative that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, especially the Guardians, so much of their development happens in other films. You, what we need to understand about the Guardians is at the time the first film came out, what, what was it, 2014? 2014, nearly 10 years ago. Fuck. Yeah. How yeah. has was it been 10? That's insane that it's been 10 years. Cause, so I would have, for context, I would have been about 10 years old, maybe 11 when this yeah. came out that's just like context that's um, wild. Yeah, yeah i i yeah that that's 10 wow almost yeah almost a decade old it came out yeah 2014 no one like the guardians were not a big comic book ip let alone like well-known established marvel characters you you have the avengers and then you had the choice to either go with Fantastic Four, which we did end up getting um, Fan Fantastic. Yeah, but was... they, to be fair, they did not own Fantastic Four at the time. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, they they didn't have that over Fox or anything yet. And but they also... had, they bought all the weird characters that nobody knew about. You know, Fantastic Four and X Men and Spider Man were all owned by different companies. So they couldn't use them, so they had to be more creative with. The movies they made basically yeah. yeah but so they came out with the guardians of the galaxy and a lot of people were like oh it's just avengers but in space i think first off that feels very you, reductive though doesn't it yeah yeah i think it does i mean it, it, it i think it completely stands alone i, I want to touch on the, the casting for the first film um, yeah because the first film is the core guardians even though i mean we, we've experienced more of new group than we have of the old group but yeah, so Drax, like, who knew that Dave Batista, Batista could actually like act proficiently? I'm gonna get to Chris Pratt. Um, so like, I, I like Drax 
this character because it, it he's so like obviously so traumatic, but is only really used for like comic relief. Does that make not yeah. only really used, but like not Rex's only a lot of what he does is very is comedic. So, yeah. His character is so powerful as well, but but it, it's not like and yeah. Um, I think they. And, I think Drax. I think I really liked him in the two Guardians films, and I think sort of since then in the in Infinity War and Endgame and that. I don't think he's as well written. I I think because we sort of learn about he's got more of a beef with Thanos, and we don't really get a real moment with him and Thanos in Endgame and Infinity War. Like we really don't get that. Which would have been amazing, by the way. Yeah, exactly. I think that's sort of one of the missed opportunities of and because he sort of faces off with Thanos in Infinity War, but we sort of miss out on it in Endgame, especially because that Thanos that we meet in Endgame is from 2014 during the time of the first Guardians Guardians film. Yeah, uh, but I, I like Drax in, in these two films, I think, because James Gunn... I, I know James oh. Gunn had writing, was involved with the writing of his characters in Infinity War and that, but I think here in these two, in these two films, I think he really gets those characters. Yeah, he had um, a large uh, role in writing the second film. I think he was head writer as well. Yeah, because I, th- I, I looked it up before, and he re- he co-wrote this first Guardians with someone else. And I think with the second one, he just wrote it all by himself. I guess they trusted him enough to be like, yeah, you can write this now. We, You know, you proved yourself with the first one. You can go at it. Um, but yeah, I, I think Dave Bautista is maybe the best wrestler-turned-actor that we've had. Like, I think is The Rock basically plays himself in everything and john cena does to an ex i'd 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 say it's it's probably between batista and cena as like who's the better actor of the two yeah i yeah i think the rock because the rock's films besides moana which i genuinely like i think was perfect for him i really enjoyed that um i yeah i i really like moana as well yeah really sort of lacks depth i'm just trying to think of any other like actors turned or wrestlers turned actors um because i know a lot of wrestling i just i just know a lot of wwe guys they make like films under the wwe film like studio like their own which is not good i know but i know like crossover film with teen titans go or something yeah i know they did scooby-doo crossover films at some point as well I think Batista's probably the best. I mean, I've seen Batista in more stuff than I have John Cena, to be fair, so maybe that's what it is. But, I mean, Batista, he's in Glass Onion, he's in Blade Runner, he's in Spectre, he's in, uh, well, the MCU, you know, he's in all these films, and I, I think he... We should probably start moving on, but yeah, Drax is um, definitely... I like the way he's portrayed, because he is such a powerful, like his name's Drax the Destroyer, and to use him for, and to create him with like, he has such this like almost like cute naivety towards him. Yeah, he doesn't like, understand metaphors in that. And paired with Mantis from the second film, oh my god, like the oh yeah, it's 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 like how, um, it, it creates sort of a dynamic for the the group as if. Like they're the weird sort of 
because the whole point of Guardians, right, is that they're less a team and more like a family. Family. Um, that's Wendy's the whole thing. Is, family. Yeah, family is the most important thing. Um, but he, yeah, like, and that, that's true. And I guess, like, if you go, like, Peter's supposed to be the head of the family. Gamora was mm, the, the yeah. mom. If you watch the trailers for the new films, Gamora is in the trailers, but... Yeah, well, she's in Endgame, but yeah, it's, yeah, no. Yeah, um, <laughs> which, like, again, we'll get into with, like, her relationship with Nebula, who Nebula is another one who I think was casted just perfectly. Gamora, I'm hit or miss with. I mm. So let's touch on Gamora from the first Yeah, thing. since we're touching on, yeah, um, yeah, I, by Zoe Saldana, yeah. I don't care about Gamora. At all, just because her character is like sort of dry, and like I understand you used to battle with your sister to win your father's love, and the loser would get replaced with, um, like tech. But I'm just like, yeah, and I feel bad for you, but I don't care. <laughs> that sounds like a really messed so, up, but I'm just so like, I've got to oh. ask then. So, did you not? care when thanos had to kill her in infinity war then that that part never choked me up in infinity war because no, I, but was... you, I okay but you don't think but it's effective i don't think i, I think it's a, i, I think, think it's, it's very impactful i don't think it's nearly impactful as like other sacrifices that happen throughout the film i think there is right. nothing no i don't think there is there has been we, we can talk any sacrifice made I don't, I don't like whether it's Tony Stark or Peter at the end of um, No Way Home, which is sort of just like he's sort of sacrificing. Um, yeah, well, it's not it's, a he's not going to die, but he's make yeah yeah. He's... I think there's nothing that comes close to any of the ones that happen in Guardians, whether it be Groot in the first film or Yondu in the second. But I like um. And we will also talk about Yondu at some point. But I, yeah, I just don't, Gamora's character personally for me just always felt like, it, I was just like, you could replace that with any sort of cardboard cutout of a character. And I wouldn't, like, it. it's just, it has to be a female to play off, or it doesn't have to be a female, but for Peter Quill's character. Um like it just just like a love in a general love interest who is the opposite of what Peter Quill is. So it's like you just need someone who plays it straight and isn't goofy. Exactly. And... That's the thing is her job is sort of to be the, the straight man, as it were. You know, you sort of think that could be Drax, but then you find out very quickly that oh he's not that. You know, she's sort of the the normal one, as it were. You know, they're all sort they're of like, bigger yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. all sort of larger than life. I mean, Rocket is angry and gung-ho, I'm going to say. You've got Groot, which is just... He's just Chewbacca. Like, Groot <laughs> Chewbacca. It, it, he is. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, we'll just take I this mean, guy yeah. that can only, I mean, that only like, speak their Chewy. Like, I mean, you can make startling comparisons to Star Wars and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, you could. You you could very much if you yeah wanted to. But I mean, uh, yeah, like I don't know. It 
I, I just, for me, Gamora always felt like I'm like, you can, ins- it's just sort of insert name here. I think it's more important because Gamora, Gamora's best bits are when it's revolving around Nebula. I don't, I never even cared for like her beef with her dad. Like her Really? Father, like, you didn't care of, about the... Oh, I felt way, I felt way more sorry for Nebula. Yeah. I guess if we're going to move on, because to be honest, I don't have a lot to say about Gamora either. I don't think she's... She's probably my least favorite of the original five. Honestly, I don't think she's that interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm the same. I don't... I Although, again, I also think Groot in the first film. Yeah, Groot's kind of just... Not as good as New Groot. I like seeing the the whole the I like the dynamic with New Groot way more than I like the dynamic with Old Groot because Old Groot mm-hmm. was like his dynamic with Rocket was like obviously something that like that was special and connected, but New Groot, yeah, was just I don't know, it's just yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Star Lord Chris Pratt, the protagonist of this sub franchise, um. Uh, pr- played by Chris Pratt. Um, there is a very interesting. I th- I, I think now, I-, I remember at the time, Chris Pratt was sort of like just one of the most beloved actors. You know, he oh, was just he beloved. Was on, but you know, yeah, he this the, he had. The, he had the Lego the movie. Top. He had Jurassic World the following year. You know, he was like this big thing, and everybody loved P- Chris Pratt. You know, and 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 that slowly waned, and now people don't like him as much. I think there's I mean, a lot of people are chronically online. I, and like, I think it's also gone, yeah, because of his political opinions and that kind of stuff and that he's in everything. And I, I don't think he's a terrible actor. I just don't think he's... A me- like, because I've read about who else was, like, nearly became star lord and i know joseph gordon levitt was one oh that would have been so cool yeah and they i believe glenn houghton of always sunny was also a contender which i think would have been interesting no way dennis reynolds could (laughs) no no i i actually can't like that that no i think because i i I think he's such a psychopath like, I know that's the thing. I think Star Lord would have to be written differently if Den if Glenn was good. Although I don't know, because I haven't seen all I've seen Glenn Houghton in is Always Sunny, and he's just an unlikable, unhinged. horrible person. Oh, but I, I would love have loved him. to have seen I him at, in. I no, I, I do love him in, in Always Sunny, but I do wonder because he would have had to play it differently. Because Chris Pratt, in what I've seen him in, he's a very sort of. He sort of always plays it as a little like a likable guy, you know, and I, I think Oh yeah. But yeah. Uh yeah, Chris Pratt, yeah, was the yeah, biggest thing, you know, got really buffed for this role because that's what all the Marvel actors do. Just there's the gratuitous shirtless scene that really isn't necessary, but they need to put one in there because that's how these movies work. Yeah, but I, I've always loved the sort of Chris Pratt role that he plays. Um, because it's just, yeah, it is insanely lot. Like he, I think he was perfectly cast. I don't think you there. Like I would have loved to see maybe a Joseph Joseph Gordon Levitt sort of spin on it. Even though 
in my head, I only ever pictured Joseph Gordon-Levitt as like a either a, like a 16-year-old boy trying to get a girl in a retelling of Taming of the Shrew or... Um, <laughs> I think I would have preferred Joseph I mean, I prefer Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. I, uh, I prefer Joseph Gordon-Levitt as an actor, but I, do, I don't know if... Again, I don't know if he would have fit. I think there's actors I prefer, but I'm like, would they work in the same way? I, I think... No, I think because... cause a lot. I think it's because a lot of Star Wars characters just blind confidence in the face of in, like he one he's competent, but mm-hmm. two the whole the whole point of his character is that he never grew up from being that child, and it's yeah, like I don't learning think to do that within the family scene. Although he's also very lucky, he stumbles his way through almost everything. That's like Star Wars power. Yeah, no, I, I think Chris Pratt does a, a, I think Chris Pratt does a good job in these Marvel movies. Though I think it's probably it, he works for what he's given. I think. Oh yeah. He just needs yeah James Gunn to write him. Just needs that have, have James Gunn write for him, and then he'll probably be all right. Um, and then yeah, we move to the sort of the main standouts. We got Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel as Rocket and Groot, who um. Were uh, I I remember when I saw the first trailer the trailer for the first film, and I just saw it and I was like, "What is, what is this? This is not the Marvel I'm used to. This is different. You know, this is not what I expect from Marvel because this was the most sort of out there film they'd done to date." And just yeah, watching the trailer, I was like, "This is very different." You know, it's this big. It's this. It's a film in space you know but it uses yeah. and it, then it uses mu- music from the 70s and 80s to sort of under to sort of yeah tell the story essentially you know sort of underpins oh it all I which i think is a very seen... i think this is the best use of sound like m- m- let's say music music I don't like think the I've best sort of curated film. soundtrack yeah besides like baby driver which is so clearly like that's the whole purpose of the film um, yeah. Where where it's like, yeah, this. Oh my god! Every single time, without fail, I get so amped. And I know because it's become so popular now. This song on TikTok, but the chain Fleetwood Mac. I love this song. <laughs> every time I see it in the in, I think it's the first movie. No, um, it's the third one. No, the second one. Second one. Is it the second one? Yeah, it's he when he fights Ego in the. Oh yeah! Oh my god! But dude, that's the coolest thing ever. Um, yeah, but like the first one, even like the uh, the um, the whole awesome mix, and it's just gonna have the. It's it was it was Thor Ragnarok before Thor Ragnarok. Do you know what I mean? It, it when you yeah. watch it, it's almost if you're watching like a like a like some like rock rhapsody of a film where you're just like yes mm. this is ah oh, dude it, it 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 like oozes just kind of coolness um mm. and i think that like i think sound design or not sound design sorry but like music curation for mm. the film was such like an important thing to get right and i think they nailed it both times because it yeah. really sets the tone. I mean, it it could you imagine if they just went with sort of like Avengers type music? 
Yeah, I think... Although I do like the score in the Guardians films, but I think having a... Like, I don't know if I'd say it's my favorite curated soundtrack. I think my favorite curated soundtrack would probably have to be, like, Shaun of the Dead. I also... Yeah, well, we, we sort of skipped over... The, we we're going to talk about Groot and Rocket. We completely skipped over that. Oh, yeah, yeah I think... Yeah. I, I, I've heard... I've seen, yeah some of the trailers for the new one and it looks like a lot of them was going to be about Rocket as a character and his sort of past which I really like because I think he, there's a lot of interesting because I've sort of already explored Star-Lord sort of already done stuff with Gamora there's not much you really mm. can do with Groot and they kind of have wrapped up the Drax stuff so it makes sense that Rocket is like going to have this third film going to be about him you know and I I really like that as, I think, I'm really interested in what, because I was looking at some reviews in that, and there's apparently some very uh, dark moments in this new Guardians film, which I'm very looking interested in, because I, I always appreciate when Marvel goes for something a bit more dark and sort of a bit more depressing, because, you know... Yeah, Did James um, Gunn direct this last so I mean, we will get on that? to sort of Guardians three, but yeah, he he wrote it and then he got fired, and they were still going to use his script even after he'd been fired. So I imagine the script is basically the same ever since he initially. But yeah, uh, Groot. Um, again, I I I think Groot he's not that interesting in this first one, and like. I really don't like his sacrifice because he it doesn't mean anything. I always hate that in a film where a character sacrifices themselves or whatever, and then it just doesn't mean anything because they come back. And I think mean, that's a problem yeah. Marvel has or did have anyway. You know, Agent Coulson died. I mean, I think it does mean something. No, but like, because it's not the same Groot. It's completely different. Like they've already like confirmed that it's Groot's son. Like he's not Groot. It's like. Um, it, it is Groot now does not have any of the memories of. Old yeah, Groot. I mean, so I know that the sacrifice. Except they. Just no, I know that he fight, like sacrifices which, like, himself, <laughs> and he's not the same guy. He's not the same Groot. But yeah, I don't know. I think I, I've I've talked to a lot of people about Marvel, um, especially recently, and they're not fans of it, and uh, which is why I don't understand why they keep watching these movies if they don't like them. You know. Yeah, that's my big thing. Weird. People are like, oh, I don't like them. And I'm like, stop watching. Turn off your Disney. Yeah, box. like you li- like, literally, if you want them to n- stop making these, then yeah, stop watching. Stop giving your money to them. Like, it's not it's not hard. It's pretty easy, you know, if you don't want to pay. Personally, I'll let my mum keep paying Disney Plus while I keep using her subscription. Be quickly touching mm-hmm. on Groot, Vin Diesel. I don't care. It literally could have been anyone saying, <laughs> I am Groot. Like that. It, I'm not going to say he did well because he did mm. He did a voice. Like, yeah. I think they wanted Danny DeVito to do it originally, which would have been amazing, <laughs> which would have been like unironically really great. I'm trying to get the whole like, Always Sunny cast into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think who else. I'm trying to think like. I mean, honestly, you could just replace the Guardians of the Galaxy cast with the Always Sunny crew, and it would probably still work. You know, you have uh, yes. you have Rob McElhaney as Drax, you have um, Charlie Day as Rocket, you have Glenn Houghton as 
Star-Lord. You have Danny DeVito as Groot, and you have Caitlin Olsen as Gamora. And honestly, yeah. I'd probably really, I'd really enjoy that. Actually, just have all the Always Sunny cast in. So, and I think they would do a very good job. I don't know if Mac would be big enough to be to be sure, Drax, but surely Danny DeVito is Peter Quill. <laughs> um, yeah, shirtless. Damn. Uh, um. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, that, that's the whole sound. Yeah. No, I don't. Damon. I don't really. I yeah. I think uh, Vin Diesel's whatever he's not doing anything amazing yeah i th- I, I remember when i heard it i was like oh that's cool it's vin diesel yeah and then that was it like i'm just like it could have been literally anyone you I could have just hired like a voice actor you know they don't i think vin diesel know. didn't even get paid for the first film because he like just said said it like three times he said i am groot i am groot we are groot that's all he said i think he I yeah, think he, he got said paid, it... like, a very little amount. He said he just wanted to do it uh, to be part of, like, the the MCU or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I think like... um, there's behind-the-scenes footage of him on... So he's in, like, the recording booth, and he's got, like, um, these, like, boots on, which basically imitate the height, even though he's never gonna... he's never on screen. Yeah. But he's got these things on, and he's just saying, I am Groot, and he just says it... Uh, so many times and then he also does it in several other languages as well which i think is probably but i mean it could literally just be anybody oh yeah you could have gotten bloody the the guy who played olaf i can't think of his name right now but i don't know why he sprung into my head um but like you could have just had anyone uh and but i mean yeah fair play fair play uh but yeah bradley cooper like, I didn't recognize the voice initially. I didn't think, oh, that's the guy from the Hangover movies. Um, because, mm. like, I don't know. I was a child. Um, as in, I don't know. I would have been, like, 12. Because I didn't watch it the year release. I remember watching it, like, a year after. So, yeah, I would have been about... Guardi- Guardians or... Guardians, yeah. So, I didn't watch Guardians yeah. until, like, 2015. And it was during the... This was during the whole Deadpool, Guardians, like, oh, the the Marvels Suicide becoming Squad, all the... Marvels becoming epic sort of um, mm-hmm. like era, and then yeah, I I watched um, Guardians and I couldn't pick up on it at first, but I I remember getting a really distinct sort of like vibe off Rocket mm-hmm. as a character. And I'm yeah. just, I'm like, bro has one, like, just the worst little man's little man syndrome ever. Um, no, like, overcompensates with the guns, but we're not here to an- analyze them. Um, oh, well, we are actually. In like, the first one, he's, he, well, he talks about, you know, I didn't want to be pulled apart and, you know, put together and all that over and over again. And then in the second one, him and Yondu sort of connect because they're the same, basically. Oh, that was so good. I think that I think, I mean this. I think this is controversial, but I think I prefer Guardians two to the first one. Oh God, I wait. Like it, it could be controversial. I don't care. But Guardians two is probably my favorite MCU film. Besides, like wow. I, I the, the relationship. Oh, I don't know. I mean, Ooh. watching it again, it I could mean, be recency bias. But I'm just, I'm thinking like. I do like the Avengers movies, although they're like long. Mm. 
Um, I think Guardians 2, really good length, does a lot of really, really, really great things with character choices and relationships. I think mm-hmm. Yondu in that movie is one of my favorite. Like, he is my favorite sort of character within a movie, like mm-hmm, self contained yeah. within that movie in the MCU. I think, period. Besides, like, the other Spider Man, but I'm not counting yeah. those. Like, I, I count them, mm-hmm. but I'm not counting them. You know what I mean? I think when I watched Guardians 2, I felt so... it It's what made me really like the Guardians. Guardians 1, I was like, oh, this is cool. But Guardians 2, I was like, oh, this is really mm-hmm. cool. I think, yeah. So I, I think we'll we'll get on to Guardians 2 soon. Yeah. Um, I, but yeah, to sort of, yeah, to, go, to talk under James Gunn now, because uh, we sort of... Uh, put, Talk, mentioned him at the beginning, but now I sort of got yeah talk more about it. Um, yeah, no, I I really like James Gunn as a filmmaker. I think he 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 very much works in a style, but I think that's okay. I mm. like, I don't need every filmmaker to be doing something crazy. You know, I I I'm fine if they just sort of go along and just make what they make. You know, and and James Gunn got his career started in trauma films, which I'm not particularly familiar with that sort of genre but it's very much just sort of using shock humor and and that to sort of generate sort of creating stuff just to generate a reaction yeah yeah um and yeah that's where james gunn got his start in and and then yeah he sort of has moved on and he's yeah to guide to the galaxy and he did the suicide squad and now he's the head of dc which is crazy to think. He did the Peacemaker show as well. He did Peacemaker as well, yeah. I think he's crazy. more than proven himself as possibly like the most val- the current most valuable writer slash director for superhero movies at the moment. The way that he won built kind of, I mean, it's a huge play to the MCU and Marvel as a whole, but largely mm-hmm. weighed on his shoulders on how he built the Guardians from basically an unknown IP to yeah. the second, I'd say the second most popular Marvel IP after the Avengers directly. And then I'm talking mm-hmm. like teams yeah. as well. Um, because, yeah, yeah. yeah, Fantastic Four fell off a cliff and not like, I, I don't know a soul at the moment who claims that the X-Men movies are better. I think, yeah, I think James Gunn is right now probably the biggest and most powerful name in the industry. Yeah, I, I, I really like James Gunn, and I think these two Guardians films very much are as good as they are because of the writing. I think it's the writing that really makes them as good. Because some films, I think you've got great writing, but sort of not that great direction, or vice versa, and you get the occasional film that Scott both where both elements are great and i think the guardians films have got very good writing for the most part yeah i i, I think yeah. yeah i think they're probably the, some of the best written mcu films i'd say i think visually as well they're some of the most visually stunning like we haven't mm-hmm. touched on it yet but the second film because i guess we're basically onto the second film now the second film yeah is i mean there's not a whole just yeah. an it basically trip. improves upon the first one. Yeah, there's some way crazy more visuals. Colorful, like it, it yeah. it's also yeah, I mean the whole the whole his ship being an egg, I thought was really funny. 
um, and, and rewatching it, I was like, oh, that's actually so clever, and I never picked up on it. Like, because he's going around, like, impregnating all of these planets with his egg. Yeah. I think that's all, like, I'm just like, yeah, that's that's real clever. Um, the whole ego's, like, planet is... Yeah, I, uh, yeah, because I'm... I was aware of who Ego was before I saw it, and I knew of him as, like, a living planet. I was like, oh, I didn't expect him to just be a guy. What do we think of the casting for Ego? I really, really like Kurt Russell in this. I think Kurt Russell is the best MCU villains they've had, honestly. I, I think he's such a... And this became sort of a running trend of... Marvel of having great villains with understandable motivations because then you had the Vulture in Homecoming, you had Hela in Ragnarok, you had Killmonger in Black Panther, you had Thanos in Infinity War, you know, yeah, these. And I think I really think he goes one of the best villains they've done. I think he does a lot of really great stuff, yeah. And I and I love in Guardians 2 how dark and depressing it gets at some points, like where they. Where the where Gamora and Nebula just find all the skeletons of all his former children is like is mm. horrific to just see that, and I'm just like yeah. this is really quite, and maybe that's why people don't like it as much. I don't think because it's too depressing for people, but I I think that's why I love it so much is because it's willing to be depressing and go in for some genuinely dark moments yeah you know? it's it's much it, it sets a much more darker like precedent and tone for the guardians um but that being said like it does a lot of things that i think also set it apart from that i mean when you're watching the whole um yondu like um what is it yondu group yondu baby group rocket scene when they're in the prison Oh yeah. Oh my god. And like one I I remember when I first watched it watched it, I cackled so much. <laughs> I couldn't like <laughs> there might be real NPC of me, but I thought that was so funny with the toe. And people are like, Oh yeah, well it's <laughs> like they're they're asking for you to laugh at it. And I'm like, Yeah, and I'm laughing, it's funny. Mostly because of the way yeah. Rocket reacts, that's what makes it funny. I think Bradley Cooper does an amazing job. I think, um, I think, yeah, I think, I do think Guardians 2 sort of, at, at times, kind of sort of occasionally undercut moments with comedy. Like, there's a big dramatic reveal or a moment, and then it just cuts to, you know, something funny, and I think that sort of undercuts it. I think that's the problem with a decent amount of the MCU films. And I do, but I do overall think Guardians Two really, really works when it goes for those big emotional moments. Oh. I, um, I, I, the stuff with um, Yondu's team, they, they, they mutiny him and they throw out all the people who oppose them, and there's that just shot that turns around and you just see all the other dead ravagers just floating in space. I'm like, oh, that is, yeah, that's great stuff right there. I really like that. I also like how bullied Taserface gets, um. <laughs> Because I again, that's really funny, but not just that. I mean, what kind of name is that? Though? I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ, though. That and but I don't think I've seen a better. Like I don't. I genuinely have not seen better. Not yeah. Is it cinematography? I guess is like visual effects as well. 
um, yeah. in the MCU at all. Not one, not one moment where compares to when Yondu is just walking, whistling the thing, and just killing everyone. Oh, that's, with that's, that, I, that's it, it's layering such a different, great scene. Layering different shots with different speeds on top of each other. So you've got some people falling like at a normal pace, and other in slow motion. And it's all yeah. on the same screen, and he's just walking in the middle, whistling. And I'm like, that is the coolest freaking thing I've. Yeah. Oh my god! I and the, every time it happens as well, I'm like, that's the coolest. Like that's the coolest attack ever. Because people go like, oh well, why wouldn't you like stop it? I'm like, I don't think you understand how fast this happens. It it's fast enough. So when the first guy is hit, falls at the same guy that the last falls at the same time the last guy is hit. That's how fast it's really going. Yeah, exactly. Like all, it's it's yeah. moving so unbelievably fast that you can't yeah, yeah. avoid it. Like it it is like that, and I think that's a very um bizarre reason to get upset. I, 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 I think that's one of the best scenes of the franchise, honestly, is um when oh, Yondu and Rocket, they're just in like that control room and he's whistling around as the arrows going where Rocket's just like shooting down door doorways and there's just that big that great shot where it like pet where it goes upwards and it's going around in a circle and you just see hundreds of ravagers running around trying to get them and they're all just dying and I'm like that yeah. is good shit that's the stuff that i think really works in this film and i think it's like it's fun i think is a thing as well it's like can we have fun i i think yeah it's i think it's okay to enjoy a, a you know something a shot know. or a sequence yeah like without constantly just sort of trying to nitpick the logistics of it but yeah i mean yondu and rocket is the biggest probably probably the biggest like new relationship development besides mantis and drax but yeah we're, we're we but are i mean that's with a new character so yeah. whereas yonder and rocket are sort of pre-established characters and uh, actually we haven't even talked about mantis um i quite like her in this i actually yeah. think she's a lot of fun i think she's a nice she sort of works really well with drax because it's this whole naivety yeah, exactly. Her stuff with Drax is great. And I love, again, there's another great moment I love in Guardians 2 where they're just talking and she like puts her hand on her shoulder and she starts like crying and Drax is just sitting there silently just looking out at everything. It's like, oh, that's... Yeah, that's it's, the... It's great wordless storytelling right there. And it's some of the only depth we really get towards Drax because out, outside in the wider MCU, we don't get a whole lot. So it's good to see that sort of... Um, depth brought to that character even if it's like wordless yeah but I think yeah I really like Mantis you really it's almost you need like a little silly buddy to go with Drax to be like this little they're like a yeah you sort of need and then Um, in the sort of holiday special they sort of are both a bit campy and funny you know when they're going after Kevin Bacon and that oh yeah the holiday special Um, was good um, yeah, um, but yeah, Guardians two. Um, I we didn't even really touch on the villains in Guardians one actually, but I think Guardians two Ego is a much better villain than Ronan. Uh, Ronan is not a very good or compelling villain. He's very very boring. I felt yeah. in the first one. The villains in Guardians one just sort of feel like I'm like yeah, they're very phased. And there's phased yeah, Thanos before yeah. Thanos was even a. a 
a good character and it was and i remember watching i'm like oh that's thanos and i'm like i know he's like a big deal you know and and we sort of had yeah. him in age of ultron as well but um i think yeah guardians one yeah no there's a lot of stuff i do like in guardians one you know at the prison break scene um, i i really like that i think that's a very well uh made yeah. scene uh but yeah i mean i don't think anything's as good as the best of god i think the best of guardians 2 is better than anything in the first guardians um yeah even the stan lee cameo poor oh, that's i probably my favorite stan lee cameo in the watcher um yeah the watcher i really lo- i really enjoyed that because it, it it's really like affirming to everyone who's like theory stanley's a watcher and i'm like i don't think he's a watcher because like he doesn't look like the watchers but he's just like yeah he he's like a his role is to just be like yeah i'm like a, a human informant to the watchers yeah um, and it is him in like every single film like he's just yeah basically the same guy in all of them um i think yeah i i do yeah, I don't like the Stanley cameo in the first Guardians too fair. It's very it's just hitting on a younger woman, which feels yeah. a bit iffy. Um But yeah, and then I'm trying to think of what the post credit scenes were for Guardians one. It was uh, Thanos stuff, wasn't it? How have I already forgotten? I literally watched this film like a couple of days ago. Was it not Thanos stuff? Or am I... I thought it was Thanos. No, that's Age of, Age, that's Age of Ultron. Yeah, but I thought it's also Guardians. Oh, no, it's, no a little... it's with the collector. It's a little, yeah, but there's also a little group dancing in a pot plant is one of them. Yeah, and then and then the other one is it's the collector with Howard the Duck. Oh yeah, which is, which is a very brave to grab your worst IP ever and put him into a movie. Um, yeah, I really hope they make a Howard the Duck film at some point. I really, I really... hope they don't. Yeah, I I do prefer Guardians too. I think it works better. I think it's maybe funnier. Like I re- rewatching the first Guardians, I'm like, oh, this stuff isn't as funny as I remember it being. Yeah. Whereas Guardians two is, I think I found Guardians two even more funny on this rewatch because I didn't remember it. Because I remember when I first got Guardians, the first Guardians on DVD, I just watched it like yeah all the time. I watched it like multiple times a week i I loved it so much um and i'd probably say it's one of my most watched films honestly i um but i think guardians 2 is a better film i i don't know when i say it's a better film i enjoy it more but do i think it's better i i I prefer guardians 2 but i think yeah it, it was easier to do guardians 2 i think than it is to do guardians 1 because now you already have a like you have a decided and set up because with Guardians 1, you've got to introduce five main characters, yeah, plus yeah. a bunch of side characters and villains and that, and that's a lot to do in one film, whereas Guardians 2 has the has the benefit of being a sequel, because it's like, yeah, we've already introduced the main five, and now we can add a few more characters, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, Guardians 2 just works a lot better. I think the funniest... Sequence in the, in within the two films is got to be when, um, Rocket's trying to t- t- like teach Groot how to use the bomb, little baby Groot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I remember that was one of the they put that as like the beginning of a trail. They put it in like a trailer. I think it might have been like the first trailer or anything. Yeah. As 
Um, yeah, no, I I really enjoy that, and I and I love that final battle on um, Ego and and Star Lord and him and Ego are fighting, and he becomes Pac Man, just the big rock Pac Man, and then Ego becomes a big version of Ego because that just makes sense. Yeah. Um, You've also got and the, yeah, and, the dolly zoom, the famous dolly zoom. The oh yeah, where it, the the jaws shot, as it's called. Yeah, they've when they zoom in and then they pull the camera back, or do they pull pull push the camera in and zoom out? It's it, like it's, it's, it's like, when you it's when you zoom in while pulling the camera back. Yeah, which it it's it's an amazing effect. It looks great when it's used. Yeah. I think, yeah, because it's revealed that Ego killed his mum, and it's just like, oh, well, that's, yeah, that's horrible. And then, because Ego is a, is a terrible, but I, because I remember going in, I'm like, oh, is Ego, because like, Ego's surely going to be like the villain, right? Because yeah, they hadn't had set up for any other villain. Yeah, I mean, there was, like, Taserface and that, but they're not really focused on the Guardians, and then there's Aisha, the gold people, but they're not really that much, and I and I remember... I remember when Far From Home came out, and there was those trailers with Mysterio, and I was like, oh, don't tell me you're gonna not have Mysterio as the villain. Uh, and, I would, and I was actually gonna be very disappointed if Mysterio wasn't a villain, because... Why would you do that? One of the yeah. coolest, most interesting Spider-Man villains. Um, I, I, I mean, we've basically we've talked, yeah, about these. And to sort of finish up, because I feel like we said a lot of what we wanted to say. Uh, the holiday special um, is fun. You know, it's uh, I preferred the Werewolf by Night special they did personally. I think that works a lot better. Is far more unique, interesting. Yeah. yeah, um, you know, going back to sort of classic, you know, universal monster films of the 30s and 40s, I dig yeah. that stuff, you know, I'm a big fan of, like, yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, the holiday special was fun, it was nice seeing the Guardians again, because we didn't really get a whole lot of them in Thor, and I was very disappointed that they weren't in Thor that much. Yeah. But yeah, it was fun, it was nice to have Kevin Bacon as a you know, in it, it makes sense. Um, yeah, it, it, it was, was just, yeah, it was just very. It was a bit of fun, and I think that that that's all it needed. Like, it didn't really have any sort of impact over the wider sort of like mm. guardians. But besides, almost giving like one last bit of fun before we get into the third film. Yeah, because uh, I guess if we're gonna move on to well, actually, first of all, my ratings for them, I give the first guardians an eight out of ten. I give the second Guardians an 8 out of 10, and I give the Holiday Special a 7 out of 10. It's quite high. I'd give, I'd give the first a 7.5. Uh-huh. I remember watching yep. the first Guardians and thinking, this is 7.5. I reckon the second Guardians is like a 9. I adore the second Guardians. Yonder, no. Yonder's sacrifice and everything. I, oh, we, I, I just, yeah, I, we forgot about I, yes, the Yeah, we sacrifice. need to talk about this. I so, really like, like that is. I don't cry, really a lot and when it comes to especially like movies and stuff there are not many movies that it can make me produce a tear yondu yeah. sacrifice makes me produce a tear oh my mm. god it gets me every single time no matter how many times i watch it i'm like oh 
because uh, like it, it's just I don't know, it's just really, really. It, it, everyone's like reaction to to it, like the whole when they give him the, um, like the big funeral send off and everything. Yeah, oh, I love that. I love that moment, and then that's where it just cuts to Rocket, and he's just like crying because he realizes that like these people cared for him, you know, and yeah. But yeah, yeah no, I uh, I, I really love that ending, and I think like it's a death in the MCU that really means something and works, you know. And I and I think that's like, see, look, the MCU is able to do something, you know, to do emotion. Yeah, it, it is able to. Yeah, and I I that one hits way more. Like it it, it hits way more than like like a Tony Stark or something. I can't explain it. Um, I, I don't know. It's just, I really liked Yondu as a character. I love Yondu's character too. Like, genuinely mm, in the second yeah. film, so funny. But not just that, it's just like <laughs> yeah. arguably super captivating as well. So it, mean, it makes the whole sacrifice, um, like so much more worth it. But yeah, I, I don't know. I tend to think like, it, at, at, as far as like sacrifices go, that is the one to beat in the MCU. And mm-hmm. I, don't know, I don't know. We'll see in the in this next movie. Uh, I have a feeling that a certain animalistic type character might die in this movie. Um, yeah. So, so what score would you give the holiday special? Oh, the holiday special is like six and a half, seven. I, I give it less yeah. than the other two because I feel like it. it, it I don't know. It just it, it was worthless. Like it's not. It's really yeah. good, but it's not. It's not a movie. So yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy three. Um, yeah, someone. I reckon someone's gonna die. I reckon they'll probably kill off Drax. Dave Batista doesn't want to keep doing these movies, which is fair enough. You know he um ha- he's been not he's been unhappy with them ever since they fired James Gunn. Um, even though they did rehire him, he was still unhappy because James Gunn should have been fired in the first place, which he's totally right by the way. Which was such a bizarre situation that James Gunn got fired like at all. Because he didn't even yeah. do anything that bad. Like, oh, he made some jokes a decade ago that he apologized for. Yeah. What did he do? You know. Yeah, and how are um, you gonna like? How are you gonna fire him over that when like, if you've watched any some of, any of the type like Taika Waititi made a parody film. Oh, not really a parody film, but kind of a parody film about the Holocaust. I definitely think that like that was so ridiculous that they fired him. <laughs> oh my god. Ah. Oh. It was um, the, yeah, it was so dumb. Cancel culture's but, gone too far. <laughs> um, but it worked out for him in the long run because now he's running DC. Yeah, like he wouldn't have been able to run DC if he hadn't been fired and he couldn't work on like because he worked on Suicide Squad. That was like his next thing he made, and it's like oh, it worked out for him. Yeah. So it was a blessing in hindsight, but at the time it was ridiculous. I mean, it still is dumb and fucking ridiculous. But, you know, we get a brand new DC universe, you know, created by James Gunn. And I think that's worth, you know, I think it is worth it because I think James Gunn can actually give us good DC movies, which is something I've been waiting for for 10 years plus, you know. I think we'll see Dave Bautista move over to DC. I I think so, yeah. He'll he'll probably do something. He'll probably he'll probably do like Bane in like a Batman film or something. Maybe. Oh, he could no. Yeah, he Or he could just be like a big henchman character in 
I'm just trying to think of the movies that they announced. They announced they announced the Batman film. They announced there's a Superman film, a Supergirl film. Um, Could he Booster be? Gold. Is he too buff to be Lex Luthor? Do you know what I mean? Why? Because he's bald. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you just like at least this time you don't have to bald cap Jesse Eisenberg. But yeah, I think. No. I think- Batista, Dave Batista would probably do a DC film, I reckon, if James Gunn wanted him to. But yeah, no, I, I'm really looking forward to James Gunn. Honestly, I'm more interested in James Gunn's DC than I am in Guardians of the Galaxy 3, honestly, because uh, I mean, yeah, this film I was meant... Just because it's like a bigger prospect as well. Yeah, I think, because, well, Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, was originally planned to come out in 2020, which it wouldn't have anyway because of COVID. It got delayed from that anyway because James Gunn was fired. So it feels like it should have come out already and it just hasn't because of circumstances beyond mm. our control. And in turn, it's made me not as interested in it. I'll still see it. I'm sure I'll still love it, but I'm not as invested in it anymore. Yeah, no, I But I'm that. sure it'll be good. I, I'm sure it'll still be good. But yeah, that's Guardians of the Galaxy. This is the... How many Marvel episodes have we done now? I don't know, but I'm not... I'm trying to see. I've done, I've done Doctor Strange. I did The Incredible Hulk. I did the Thor films. I did Black Panther. I was going to do Ant-Man, but uh, stuff I've mentioned on here before got in the way of that. So I didn't talk about Ant-Man, but I may discuss Ant-Man a little bit at the in the review of the year potentially uh i mean i haven't seen it yet i don't know have you seen it harry i have seen it yeah okay i was gonna see it and then they've taken it out of theaters now so i just have to wait a few weeks for it to be on disney plus and then i'll just watch it then but yeah and then i'm trying to think if there's anything else marvel related this year secret invasion is gonna come out that should be interesting captain marvel 2 all the marvels maybe yeah Captain may come out. I know they delayed it to November, but what? What? Maybe they won't are? delay it again. Captain Mar- the Marvels or Captain yeah. Marvel two. I just I know they delayed it. It was going to come out like the middle of the year. And I think they delayed it to November. When's Blade supposed it? to come out? I think Blade. I don't know if Blade was meant to come out this year or next year, but they've delayed I'm... Blade. By yeah. a little while because I think yeah it comes out twenty twenty four but it, I think it was the I think it was meant to come out this year then if it's twenty twenty four when Blade is coming out yeah um so yeah, thank you for listening to this week's episode uh next week um I'm not entirely sure what I'll be doing for next week I had planned to do a big franchise for a new release but that's like 10 films, and I don't know if I have the time to watch 10 films in a few days. So I might just go for a film that I've never seen before, because that's what the show was. That's why I started this, was just watching film, was just covering films that you've never seen before. And I was just gone to... I mean, sometimes we still do that. Even like for when we tie into new episodes, there's a lot of the time we do films I've never seen before. So, uh, But yeah, thank you for listening to this one. Thank you, Harry, for joining me for this oh, episode. Thank you for having me. Um, check out yeah well, previous episodes that I've done for this podcast. Check out the uh, Facebook and Instagram page. And Harry has also uh, talked about putting all the episodes out on YouTube as well, uh, because why not? 
but I don't know when that will be, if that will even be a thing. So we'll find out. Um, also, one of my, not the last episode, but the episode before, for some reason, didn't come out on Spotify. I don't know why. I, I, maybe it's because the file I uploaded it uh, with, the type of file I uploaded was not an mp3 so maybe that was what it is so that's why that that episode is not there but the last week's episode should be there but yeah that's basically it thank you all for listening and i'll see you guys in the next one goodbye